number of different places. So I'm going to go ahead and give them all to you right now. Uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 22. Jeremiah chapter 22. We're going to look at verse 24 and following there. So I'll let go ahead and get you that one. I'm going to do more of a more of a teaching lesson tonight than I am really going to be preaching this evening. Something that I wanted to bring to your attention. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you have not. Uh, but just wanted you to learn uh, something about the Bible tonight. Uh, maybe uh, something you've never heard of. And so I think it'll help you this evening. Uh, definitely as we think about Christmas and uh, different things that we, uh, what we believe in and all this kind of stuff. It's always good to know why you believe what you believe. Amen. It's always good to know that. And so we're going to take a look at that here tonight as we think about Christmas and the Lord Jesus being born and what all what all was into you know what all was entailed in that and what are some what's some background information that usually you don't never hear about you know normally you don't never hear nobody bring it up you know or anything like that especially in preaching because some of this stuff I'm going to talk to you about tonight is a little bit hard to necessarily I guess preach on as it is really to just to kind of sit down and teach you uh, what you can learn about God's word. And then when you, when, you, when you sit down and you learn more about God's word, then what does that help you to do? It helps you to grow, amen? And so when you start growing, then of course uh, you, become more, uh, you become more intimate with God's word and, and you can, and you can uh, understand that you can rely on it and trust on it uh, that much more. And so we're gonna learn some things about God's word tonight. Uh, like I said, maybe you've heard it, maybe you have not. Uh, but if you haven't, it'll definitely be a blessing to you. And if you have, it'll be good to refresh over it. But as we look at Jeremiah chapter 22, and then we're also going to look at the genealogies of the Lord Jesus tonight, just in a few places there in Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, and that's going to begin in verse 23. Luke chapter 3. And then the other place for the Lord's genealogy is in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And so we're going to take a look at just a few things in these places here tonight that'll help you as we go along in our text this evening as we talk about not only just the birth of Jesus and, uh, and, and his mom and dad and all of that, but, uh, but what all led up to that? You know, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, going to Bethlehem and being taxed and I'm not necessarily talking about all that neither. I'm talking about going actually a little bit further down the road than that. I'm talking some background information that normally you don't ever hear brought up, normally you don't ever hear preached on and talked about, and if you do, it's very seldom, very rarely. And so we're going to look at it here this evening, and why on and, 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 I, and when I was thinking about what, it, what you should actually call the title of the message, because it's not really a sermon, as it's really teaching you about the Lord Jesus tonight. Uh, so as we take a look at it, let's learn a little bit more about this. Maybe we can call it uh, learning about Jesus. Maybe we can call it that. But let's take a look at it uh, here this evening. Let's, and you look over the genealogies. Let's, we'll take a look at Luke chapter 3. And we'll begin there in verse 23. Now we're not going to read all these names by no means. But we're just going to take a look at some of these things. And just want to pull some things out uh, that I think you'll see. Now when you look at the very first part of Luke chapter 3 and verse 23... We see that the Bible is talking about the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Now just saying that, you already know where I'm at. Now we see we have Jesus and we have Joseph. Now just saying that, you see that's what we have. Now understand that right here in, in the Lord's genealogy, we're, we're beginning with Jesus and we're going all the way back. Now, look where you're going to end up. You're going to end up from Jesus all the way back to verse 38. And when you look at the last verse of verse 38, the last part of verse 38, the Bible says, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, 
which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. And so what did the Bible do? The Bible shows us here in the book of Luke, traces the Lord Jesus, his genealogy, all the way back from Jesus, all the way back from Jesus through Mary, because that's this is Mary's bloodline right here, from, from Jesus to Mary all the way back to Adam himself. Now, I'd say that's a pretty remarkable genealogy, amen? I mean, hey, um, I mean, to be able to trace it back that far and be able to you know, know everybody's name and all that, that's pretty amazing. And so we see that, but I want you to notice just a couple of things. There in verse 38, because the, because the book of Luke depicts Jesus as the son of man, whereas the book of Matthew depicts Jesus as, uh, as, as the king of the Jews. Every book has, has an idea or a theme, so to speak. And so uh, the book of Matthew is going to show Jesus as the son of man, but not just, but not just the son of man, but also the Son of God. We're going to see the Lord Jesus, in essence, theologically speaking, what they would call the hypostatic union, fully God, fully man at the same time. Now take a look at it there in verse 38. So we see, we trace Jesus all the way back to the Son of Adam, which Adam is a man, and then also, but even going back further than that, going back to the Son of God himself. And so we see the book of Luke showing Jesus as the son of man, but also as the son of God. And so it traces Jesus all the way back there in verse 38, going even back further, back into eternity past, going past Adam, back to who Jesus really is, the founder and the creator of, of everything, which is the son of God himself. Amen, praise the Lord for that. And so the Bible traces his genealogy there in Luke chapter 3, from, uh, from uh, uh, himself through his, uh, through his mom all the way back, all the way back to the Lord Jesus. Now, we're going to pick up here in just a couple of moments because I wanted to share with you a couple of other things in there. Now, and we're talking about genealogies. Now, I was real big into it years ago. I uh, don't do much of it anymore, but, you know, I was always interested in what my family was all about. And so, of course, I, you know, started researching everything and done all this kind of stuff, you know, and went on Ancestry.com and found a lot of information on that. And so I began to put together, and this is by no means all of it, by no means, but I began, this is where I start right here. This is where I start right here. And so I began to piece together my mom and dad and grandma and grandpas and all those folks until it just kind of branched out, you know, and then went over, flipped over onto the other side and branched all the way out over there on the other side. I was able to trace some members of my family all the way back to 900, uh, 900, if everything's correct, amen. Now you know how things get broken along the way, if everything's correct. But that wasn't all of them, that was just a couple of them. But I tell you what, it was so interesting figuring all this out, you know, all the different names in my genealogy and, you know, who these people were. And I was able to look up all different kinds of records and all that neat, neat stuff that I was able to find out about a family that I had no information about whatsoever. I mean, all I knew was who I was, who my dad was, who my grandpa was, and that was about it. I knew nothing else. But I tell you what, I sure did enjoy finding out all this information about my family. And so as we think about the genealogy of the Lord Jesus, there's a lot that you can find out in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus. Now, we saw in the book of Luke that the book of Luke shows that Jesus is not only the son of man, but traces him back from Jesus all the way through Mary's bloodline, all the way back to Adam himself, and then shows that not only is Jesus 
the son of Adam, but he's also the son of God. So he goes, so the, so the Bible goes, takes him all the way back into eternity past. And so what, a, what an amazing thing that is. Now, when we, we'll catch back up here in just a minute. So don't lose me here in this teaching because there's some things I want to show you because there's a couple of problems that we're going to have to figure out tonight. And if we can't figure them out, then we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. How many of you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Amen. How many of you believe tonight that Jesus will rule and reign on the throne of David? Amen. Well, if we don't figure out these problems that we're going to see in the scripture tonight, then we got a lot of problems. And, and so Jesus is not going to be able to do what the Bible says that he can do. And so let's figure this out tonight. Now, one of the first problems I want you to see is this. Well, actually, all right, go to Jeremiah chapter 22. I mean, yeah, 22. And let's take a look at verse 24. Go to Jeremiah chapter 22 and take a look at verse 24. Now, I want you to notice something. Now, the, now, now, God here is speaking to a king from a long time ago. And as he is speaking to this king, he says something. I mean, he brings the heavy hand of judgment down upon this guy because this guy is evil. This guy is wicked. How many of, how many of you know where I'm coming from? How many of you know where I'm fixing to go? You've heard this before. This, no, one, okay. All right, so take a look at it. Look at verse 24. God is speaking. He says, as I live, saith the Lord. Though Kaniah, Kaniah is the same thing as Jeconiah. Kaniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet upon my right hand, yet would I pluck thee thence. And I would give thee into the hand of them that seek thy life. So God said, I'm going to take this king, and I'm going to pluck him up, and I'm going to hand him over to his enemies. He says, into the hand of them whose face thou fearest, even into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, into the hand of the Chaldeans, now I cast thee out, and thy mother that bare thee into another country where you uh, were not born, and there you shall die. But to the land whereunto thy desire to return, thither shall now they not return. Is this man Kaniah a despised, broken idol? Is he a vessel wherein is no pleasure? Wherefore are they cast out? He, watch this now, he and his seed are cast into a land which they know not. Oh, now watch this. Look at this declaration. Oh, earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Now when God says that three times, you know what he means? How many of you, how many, now when mama calls your name one time, that means you better come on. She calls your name three times, you're in trouble, amen? So this is what we got. God means business. He says, listen, the world needs to hear what I'm about to say. He calls the earth to attention. And he says, thus saith the Lord, there in verse 30, write ye this man, who, who is this man? Somebody tell me. Kaniah, right? Jeconiah, Kaniah. This man, write ye this man, childless, a man that shall not prosper in his days, for no man of his seed shall prosper sitting upon the throne of David, and watch this, and ruling anymore in Judah. Now, what does that mean? That means that nobody, that means that no person who is of the seed and lineage of Jeconiah, no person whatsoever who is of his offspring will ever whatsoever sit on the throne of David. Now, he is the king of Israel at this point, but God says, you know what? You're so wicked, you're so violent, you're so evil. I'm gonna judge you, but not only am I gonna judge you, 
I'm not going to let none of your descendants sit on the throne of David whatsoever. Nobody, it doesn't matter who it is, none of them are going to sit on the throne of David. Earth, 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 I'll promise you, you hear what I have to say, it's not going to happen. And that's what God said. Now he said, well, what's the problem with that? What does this guy all the way back here in the Old Testament have to do with Jesus? I mean, has anybody ever put together uh, Jeconiah and Jesus? Has anybody ever put that correlation together? Probably not. What does Jeconiah have anything to do with Jesus whatsoever? Well, let's take a look at it. Go over to the book of Matthew. And let's take a look at Matthew's lineage. And as we take a look at Matthew's lineage, I want you to take a look at Matthew chapter 1. And as the Lord gives the lineage of Joseph here in the book of Matthew, we're going to see the bloodline of Joseph here. This is the royal line, the legal line of Joseph. And notice he begins here with, the Bible says there in verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now what does Matthew well, what does Matthew want the Jewish people to know? He wants, he wants everybody to know that Jesus, he's the Messiah, that Jesus, he's the king of the Jews. And so he shows there, hey, listen, to be the king of the Jews, then you're going to have to be, a, you're going to have to come from a lineage of Jew. Uh, and and the, so the Bible shows, begins uh, his lineage, uh, the, the book, the, uh, the lineage from Joseph, from Abraham. And notice what happens you run all the way down through here in verse 2 from Abraham. You run all the way down through there and you get to verse 12. And the Bible says, and after that, they were brought to Babylon and Jeconiah. Now, isn't that the guy that we just talked about a minute ago? This guy, Jeconiah, is in the lineage of Joseph. Is in the lineage of Joseph. Now, what did we just read that God said a little while ago? that nobody of the lineage of Joseph, nobody of his seed shall ever sit on the throne of David. Well, now, here we have Joseph as the adopted father of the Lord Jesus. So what are we going to do about this? Seems to create a problem. How is the Lord Jesus going to sit on the throne? How is the Lord Jesus going to rule and reign during the millennial kingdom? How's this going to happen? If Joseph has a cursed line, how's that going to happen? Anybody got a guess? Joseph ain't his father. That's exactly right. Because Joseph wasn't his real father. So what was? So what did God do? Now I want you to notice something when you look in the when you look in the lineages of Matthew, and you look in Matthew and Luke, you're going to notice a couple of things. Everything's going to be different all the way up until you get to where King David is. When you get to King David, you're going to notice something a little different. As you hear in Matthew, you look at verse 7. And notice, you see there, the Bible says, there. well, look at verse 6. Jesse, uh, Jesse beget David the king, and, the, and David the king beget Solomon of her that had been with the wife of Uriah, and Solomon beget Rehoboam. So here we see the line of Joseph coming through Solomon. Whereas when you go over to the book of Luke, you see the line of Mary going through one of Solomon's brothers. Going through Solomon's brothers. Now let's flip over and take a look at it. Hold your place here and flip over and take a look at it. You look at Luke chapter 3 and you look at verse 31. 
Luke chapter 3 and verse 31, and what do you see? You see there the very last part of it. You see, which was the son of Nathan, which was the son of David. So you see the, the bloodline of Mary is running through this guy named Nathan, and the bloodline of Joseph is running through the bloodline of Solomon. Well, see, the difference between these two lines is one is cursed and one is not. One is cursed and one is not. Now, you see, if, 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 if Jeconiah would have been in Mary's bloodline, then Jesus couldn't be the Savior. He couldn't sit on the throne because the line would be cursed. God said, oh, earth, earth, earth. This isn't, anybody that is born of Jeconiah will never, ever sit on the throne again. But we see here that what God did was he put this curse in that family line, but then he bypassed it. He bypassed it, and he went through Mary. So what does that do? Well, that first and foremost shows you that curse alone shows us that Jesus would have to be born uh, supernaturally because he couldn't be born from man because he'd have the curse. Not only that, we know he couldn't be born of man because he would inherit what? A sin nature, amen. He didn't inherit a sin nature, so it couldn't happen. And so we see how, we see how the Lord bypassed this curse that he put. So we see the blood, we see the legal line, the royal line of Joseph. We see that it had a curse on it. And so what God did was he bypassed it, worked around it, and went through Mary. And he come down through Mary through Nathan. Come down through Mary through Nathan, and then the Lord Jesus was here. Now, I want you to notice something else. Now, whenever we look at Luke chapter 3, and you look down at verse 20, you look down the last part of verse 23. The Bible says, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. Do you see that? The son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. Now you hold your place here and you go back over and you look at Matthew's lineage. And I want you to see. Verse 16. Yes. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of, and watch this, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary. So now we got another problem. So now we got one lineage that says that he lies is Joseph's dad. And now we got one lineage that says that Jacob is Joseph's dad. Now there's a problem. Amen? This, this looks like a Jerry Springer show. Yeah. So what's the problem? What, what, what are we going to do with this? Now, you know, there's a lot that you can find out just by going through the names. Now, how many of you are like me? You're guilty. You get to the names, and you go, wow, that's a lot. And you flip over to where you think there's really going to be something. How many of you are guilty of doing that like I've been? Yeah. You see all those names? Man, especially when you're going through Leviticus, and you're like, Lord, you're going to have to help me make it through this book. Or you start reading, you know, and you go through Kings, you know, and you're reading off all these names, and you're like, great, day in the morning, I can't even pronounce half of that. I'm better off just skipping that and going to what I can read. I'm, you guilty? I'm guilty. Amen. But I tell you what, you can learn a lot about these names, and these things right here are just hidden gems that you can see. You say, well, what's so great about that? Well, what it did was, was it opened up your eyes to something. Now that your eyes are opened up to it, what are you going to do? Well, now you're going to have to figure this thing out, right? We're going to have to figure out who in the world is Joseph's dad. We, I mean, one text says it's Heli. Another, another part of it, another book says that it's Jacob. So who is Joseph's dad? Think about this. 
when you go back over to the book of Luke, when you go back over to the book of Luke, I want you to notice something. When you go back over to the book of Luke, and you can jot this down somewhere in your notes, Numbers 27, verses 1 through 11. Numbers 27, verses 1 through 11. Numbers 36, verses 1 to 12. We ain't got time to go through those tonight, but what, you, what they're going to do is they're going to kind of relate to each other in a unique way, and I'll show you why. One of the things that we see here is this, is that Heli obviously only had girls. He didn't have any sons. All he had was girls. One of, well, one of his girls was who? Mary. One of his girls was Mary. So he didn't have any sons. And so what does the Bible say now? Now, if, if you have someone that is, uh, now they're, they're betrothed together, they're engaged, you know, and, and, and if there's someone and, and they, don't have a, uh, they don't have any sons, then what can they do? Well, the Bible says they're to turn to nearest kin or turn to this person or turn to this person because, see, you've got to understand something too. Why, see, in, the, in lineages, when you're going through genealogical lineages, especially back then, especially back then, you always went through the men's names. You still do the same thing today, even though you can trace women as well. But you still, try, you still go through, just like whenever you got married, your wife took on, more than likely, she took on your last name, right? Not somebody else's. Amen? She probably took on your last name. And so what happens is, is usually the men, they carry the genealogy, and so you trace the genealogy generally through the man. Well, what we see right here is uh, back in the Jewish days, they didn't... They, they, they put women in Jesus' genealogy, but it was there for informative information. It wasn't there to genealogically track somebody. So what they did was this. When you, look at verse, when you look at verse 23, the Bible says that Joseph was the son of Heli. Heli was Mary's dad. That was Joseph's father-in-law. So what they do? They said, well, uh, uh, Joseph, uh, this, this is his father-in-law, so instead of putting Mary there, and, and because Heli didn't have any sons, we'll put Joseph here. That way everybody knows what we're talking about. And so they put Joseph's name in there. As, and then Heli, as, as his father-in-law, of course, and then they track Mary's line down from Heli because you didn't, generally, because you didn't track women, you track the men. And so they put Joseph first and then started with uh, Mary's dad and then went down through the line. Does that make sense? Do y'all see where I'm coming from? Very interesting because I tell you what, when you track this up, it's amazing. But what we see is this. What we see is this, is that we, we see that tonight. But we also see that the Lord Jesus... The Lord Jesus, you know, because there was all kinds of rumors, you know. Well, well, Jesus was the 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 son of a soldier. He was he was the, he was you know, or or he really was the son of Joseph. And it's just a big hoax and a big thing, you know. And the Christians are just crazy, and they just want you to think that there's a virgin birth and all this kind of stuff. Well, when you track it down, you see that there's no way possible that Joseph ever could have been, ever could have been the father of the Lord Jesus. And because the Lord Jesus would have to, one, for one, he'd have to sit on the throne of David, his, uh, his father. And that was not going to happen through the line of Joseph because Joseph's line was cursed through Jeconiah. Nobody could ever sit on the throne through Joseph's lineage. But through, his, through Solomon's brother, through Solomon's brother, Nathan, they could. And so what God did was he got down to this point and he, and he just bypassed his curse down through, down through Jeconiah, he bypassed it, went down another direction, and he came to Mary. 
And I tell you what, what a blessing that is. I tell you what, Mary, she's a great woman, but she still needed a Savior. Amen? She's a great woman, but she still needed a Savior. The Bible even says how she talked about uh, the Lord as her own Savior. Uh, but just very interesting stuff. As we, look at, as we look at the Bible tonight and you just kind of look over some things, I mean, how many have ever heard of any of that before? You ever studied it, ever heard about it? I mean, it's, it's kinda, that's kind of hard to preach on. Hey, man, somebody help me out there. It's that kind of stuff's hard to preach on. But you know what? But it's, but it's always good to get into God's Word to, to break it apart, get into some of those cracks and crevices that you don't normally see and learn some more about God's Word because what does it do? It helps you to grow, helps you to become more grounded in your faith and it also helps you to learn more about God, learn more about His Word. You know, there's so much in God's Word that we can know tonight. There's so much that we can learn. There's so much that we can know and what it takes is is for us to get into it and for us to dissect it, you know, and, and, and to really see God uh, who are these people? What are they doing? You know, and when I was in Bible college, they told me to put on, when you're studying God's word, they said to put on your, to put on your specs, you know, put on your specs. And, and, and it was an acrostic, and each word meant something. So you put on your specs. And so when you study God's word, man, you put on your specs, you start looking for stuff, you start examining stuff, and, uh, and it'll definitely be a blessing to you. Uh, but I encourage you, you know, to look at, look at the other names that are in the, uh, in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus. I mean, there's so many, so many names there. And you go down through there. You even look at the book of Matthew. You see Rahab's mentioned. You see Ruth is mentioned. They even talk about um, uh, even uh, hinting to... Um, uh, even hinting to Bathsheba there. But you'll notice, you'll notice that whenever these ladies were mentioned, they were mentioned to bring up certain aspects, to bring up certain points of people that were involved in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus. But these ladies, when they were mentioned, they were not mentioned as a direct link of, of where Jesus came because they'd done that through the men. But these ladies were brought up because God wanted you to learn something specific and something special about these women. And when you think about Rahab and you think about Ruth and you think about Bathsheba and you think about these ladies and what they did and what they took part in in the Bible, it is unique and it is very special. So a lot of interesting things that you can see there in that tonight. Well, that's all I had for you this evening. It didn't take quite as long. I didn't exactly go through all the, all the verses and stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe we could do that, but I don't know if you want to get into all that tonight. Uh, but anyways, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you so much, uh, God, for your word. Lord, it's so beautiful. And God, we can learn so much from it and so much through it. Lord, there's so many things that are written in it. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us uh, as we learn more about your word, as we think about the birth of our Savior. And uh, Lord, we think about some of the, uh, the very interesting information that's behind it and all the different things that took place before the Lord Jesus ever even got here, before he ever even came. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight to learn more about it, Lord, to, uh, and as we learn more about it, God, that we just treasure it and we hold it close to our hearts. And uh, Lord, that you'd help us to use it to grow and uh, help us to learn and know more about you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, just uh, be with our folks as we go home tonight. God, you keep everybody safe. And uh, Lord, some of the roads may be starting to get a little slick, so I just pray that you keep everybody safe as they go home. Give us a good rest of the work week. Uh, and Lord, we look forward to being back into your house on Sunday. And Lord, we thank you for so much. And Lord, we look forward to all we know you're going to do. And this we pray and ask in Jesus' name, amen.